0: Amen. Father, we just thank you, God, for your radical grace, Lord. We thank you, God, for the way you forgive, the way you love us, the way you encourage us, the way you receive us, the way you accept us, the way you chastise us, the way you correct us, the way you love us, God. We thank you. We give you the glory this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You ready? You ready for the quote? Oh, nah, there's too many people walking around. We ain't ready for the quote yet. All right, you got your phones out? You ready to Facebook and tweet? It's okay to do that as long as you are, and we'll check later. Well, my, my team in the back will check. Get on everybody's Facebook page and make sure that anything that they're tweeting or texting or whatever is... Amen? Here it is. Every one of us comes between man and God either as a brick wall or as a bridge. Either you are leading men to God or you are keeping them from Him. Amen. Let's leave. Let's go. (laughs) See, the purpose of life is the second one. I'll give you a bonus one for free. The purpose of life is not to be happy. It is to be useful, to be honorable, to be compassionate, to have it make some difference that you lived and lived well. Amen? I want to continue in our series through the book of Genesis this week and share a message today about the way we look at things, the way we choose to live in a message titled, Who Are You Pointing At? Ask somebody, who are you pointing at? right, parents, we always tell the kids, right, it's not polite to point, unless you're pointing at the right thing. All right, we'll we'll get there. Pastor Gary started um, the other week an incredible message about Joseph and holding on to your dreams no matter how, you know, things look like right now. And pretty much the rest of Genesis from here on end, we're going to talk about the life of Joseph. And we're going to see in such a beautiful way the Old Testament painting a picture of the New Testament. We're going to see how Joseph was a type of Christ, how he was a picture of Jesus in so many ways. Gary shared a couple the other week. I'm going to share a couple more. Listen, listen to how Joseph was like Jesus. Joseph was a shepherd, Jesus the shepherd. Joseph was loved by his father, hated by his brothers, as was Jesus. Joseph was sold for the price of a slave. Jesus was sold for 30 pieces of silver, the price of a slave. Joseph was falsely accused, as was Jesus. Joseph suffered innocently. Jesus innocently suffered the cross. Joseph was stripped of his coat, and and Jesus' coat was also taken from him. Listen to this. Joseph's coat was sprinkled with goat blood and presented to the Father. Jesus is our scapegoat and the blood, His blood, is presented to the Father also as a a sin offering for, for our sins. Joseph was thrown in a pit to die but was then taken out. Jesus was thrown in a tomb but was then resurrected out. Joseph saved people's lives by storing and giving bread. Jesus is the bread of life, the salvation of all. And the list goes on and on, and we're going to see some of it deeper as we move through, but, but I couldn't stop thinking about, about it this way. Joseph points to Jesus. Joseph's life, who Joseph is, it points to God. How he lived his life, how he was, the way he did things, the, the manner in which he handled adversity, the manner in which he handled suffering, handled temptation, broken relationships, hard times. Does anybody understand? Anybody there? You guys got it all together? For for the two or three of us that, that go through adversity and temptation and hard times, then, you know, this is for us. Amen? So... That was right on time. Somebody give her $5. My question today is this. Who are you pointing at? See, like it or not, we are going to point at something. Like it or not, our lives are one big pointer. No matter what, it, it, it... in, in, in the natural, this is how we're walking around all the time. Not, but but, but a lot of us are like this, though. Take a picture. Go ahead. Uh, you know, a lot of us are, are, are too, too busy. We're pointing at our problems. We're pointing at our issues. We're pointing at hypocrites. We're pointing at this. We're pointing at that. Who are you pointing at? Imagine living a life, living your life, Pointing at God. Imagine, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I want to walk in a way that leads to life. I want to walk in a way that forges a path where others can follow. I want to walk in a way that leaves a mark, an indicator. I want to walk in a way that leaves a sign. I want my life to be a map. I want my life to be Google Map. Amen? You just If you want to know how to get someplace, you you go to Google Map and it will give you directions. I want my life to do that. I want when people look and say, you know what, I'm going through this, but I remember he went through this. Let me see what he did. You know, I want my life to point someplace, to be an indicator. Anybody with me this morning? I want to live my life in a way that challenges people. In a way that encourages people. I want to walk in a way that makes people want to follow. Do you know that people... And it's not because I'm a pastor. It's because I'm a child of God. It's because I'm the son of a king. It's because I have an inheritance. It's because I got something to offer. you understand? It's not me. It's he. Amen? And so, you know, I I, want to walk in a way that, that causes people to... That want, they want to follow. That's how you know you're a leader when you're, you're not trying to lead, but you turn around and there's people following. You could have six business cards with the biggest titles and turn around and nobody's following you because title does not make people follow you. You, you, you got that? Title is not going to guarantee people to follow you. You, you got to live a life that people want to follow. See, Joseph was a picture of the gospel that people could look at before there was the gospel. Are you getting this? He was a picture of the gospel before the gospel. Our lives should be a picture of the gospel before people really know the gospel. There's some people here today, as a matter of fact, many of us here today are here because we saw the gospel before we knew the gospel. Amen? Am I right? How many of you followed somebody here? You followed, like a lot of us, we followed somebody here. We, some, somebody was coming, you saw somebody kind of, there was something about somebody's life that you asked, where, where are you going? Like, where are you getting that crack at? I, I, I want some of that stuff that you're on, you know what I'm saying? I want some of that stuff that you roll with. I want some of that stuff that allows, that allows you to be different Monday morning when I'm hungover and, 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 and acting stupid. Amen? I, I want some of that stuff that you have. And so, so a lot of us are here because, you know, somebody, somebody followed us here. Because many people, they saw the gospel before they knew the gospel. Let me tell you why this really hit me these last couple of weeks. Many of you saw the newspaper thing, right? The church was on the Daily News. My big fat face up on, a, on, a, on the Daily News half a page. That lady sat here and took like 80 pictures, and that's the best one that she could come up with got me going thanks but see I I work at a pretty big company and what I didn't think about was that other people were going to see that too I didn't think about that people outside I figure only the church folk are going to see that right only you know but but I didn't think that other and so I had just started at this new job back in November And I'm still pretty new there, but because of the nature of what I do, I meet a lot of people. I talk to a lot of people. You know, I don't sit in a cubicle. I'm I'm always out in three different buildings and stuff. So I deal with a lot of people. So this article gets published, and all of a sudden, I'm outed at my job. All of a sudden, who I am and what I do outside of work gets put out there for all to see. And the very next morning, I was greeted in the hallway by, by something that went a little like this. Hmm, so hello, Reverend Martinez. <laughs> and I said, if they only knew, they don't even call me that in church. <laughs> like, PJ, what's up? Whose fat hand is that? All right, anyway. So, so you know, it, it caused me, and so I'm not saying everybody at NYU saw it, but some people saw it, and they told some people, and some people told some people. And, and so now people say, oh, he's a pastor. That's Reverend Martinez. So now they're they looking at me differently, you understand? Before I was just an IT guy. Now I'm a, an IT guy that's the pastor. Not that you, you, don't, you understand what I'm saying? And, and so I, I was, it forced me to quickly reflect, quickly, like that morning, have I been a picture of the gospel to people who don't know the gospel? Have I, or have I been a picture of the gospel that matches the gospel that some people already know? Because I found out there's a lot of Christians now at the job. Now they all want to come out. Right? See, listen. All it takes is for one of you to step out, and then sixteen come out and go, "Oh, me too, me too." I mean, it's like, but you've been here ten years, and nobody knows. How come? How come? Who told you to keep that a secret? Right? So, so you know, it it, uh, it made me reflect, man. Who am I pointing at? church we have to be who we are wherever we are do do you understand where because listen like it or not our lives are going to point to something they're going to point whether we like it so the life of joseph man he's this great example of this it's going to show us and perhaps even explain to some of us why we go through some of the things that we go through can somebody say "I, i need answers nobody I need answers, right? God, I, there's some things that I just don't understand that I've gone through. Well, I, I think Joseph is going to help us to teach us how to deal with some of those things and some of those situations. So let's jump in real quick. Let's go through the life of Joseph for dummies. Ready? Not that you're dummies, but you, you understand what I'm saying. I'm saying quick, all right? So, so Joseph gets this fancy coat from his father, and, and then Joseph gets these incredible dreams from his father, and then Joseph brags about them both. Right, he, he 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 walks around and says, "Look at he walks around to the, all the other brothers. Look what God gave. Look what look what Daddy gave me. Look at me. You didn't get one of those. Joseph was annoying, right? You ever meet like Christians like that? Annoying, annoying, right? They say, well, at my church we have three projectors. Well, at my church you know we have six hundred seats. Well, at my church we sh-. you're annoying. Do you understand?'" You're annoying. Not that you want to. I'm not telling you to go tell those people that. But, but Joseph was annoying, and so he he's bragging. Joseph is arrogant. He, while the brothers are working, he's walking around in his, his fruity looking jacket, you know, with all the colors and stuff. I'm just bringing it to the 21st century. All right. So, so, so who was who was Joseph's life pointing at at that point? Joseph was saying, "Look at me." Look at me with the coat. Look at me with the dreams. Look at me with what God is telling me. God is telling me I'm going to rule over all of you. Look at me. And so, listen, God was going to deal with that. So what happens? His brothers got tired of hearing it. I would have too, right? They get so angry they want to kill him. So they snatch him and throw him in a ditch. And then one of the brothers say, Listen, man, we can't leave this boy here to die. Let's take him out and let's sell him as a slave. Like that's any better, right? So so they sell Joseph as a slave, and and then those men sell Joseph again. Joseph is sold twice as a slave, and he sold to the to the he they sell him to Potiphar. Potiphar is like the secret service for Pharaoh. He's like the head of, of, of security, the head of everything under Pharaoh, right? And so they sell him, so he becomes this slave to to, to Potiphar. Verse 2 says. This is chapter 39 that we're we're running through real quick. Verse 2 says, The Lord was with Joseph, and he became a successful man. Now, hold up. Joseph was a slave, sold twice, betrayed by his brothers, and the Bible says he's a successful man. Could it be, let me just offer this, could it be that God measures success differently than you and I do? Maybe. Maybe. Let's entertain that for a minute, right? Could it be God measures that differently? How do I measure success? Listen, man, I'm, 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 I'm getting to the point where I'm feeling like I'm an anciano already. Like I've been at this for a long time, right? Sometimes I think I'm still in my, you know, 20s, but I'm really still in my late, late 20s, you know? And so, shut up. Come on. All right, all right. So anyway, but at, at this point, you know, the way I measure success... I've learned a lot. Listen, the way I measure success, I measure success when God is with me in something. That's when I consider myself successful. To to see something succeed, it's the only time I say, man, this is successful. Not because I did it, not because I'm a part of it, but I say when God is in it, that's how I know that it's successful. Amen? Whatever it is. See, when God is with you, whatever you do, can be successful when God is with you wherever you find yourself listen church even in those places where you feel stuck anybody even in those places where you feel like there's no choice when you feel like there's no escape even in those things that seem unfair even when situations seem impossible to bear even when it's not some place that you want to be you want examples when when david found himself a little boy faced with a big giant i'm sure he wasn't feeling very successful when he whipped out his slingshot with three rocks and this giant is like like it, it's like little caleb and drew you know and, and and i'm sure he wasn't feeling too successful when the guy has a sword that's bigger than him But a a few moments later when he's standing over his dead body because the one rock knocked out this giant and killed him, now now I'm sure he was saying he's successful. You know why? Because God was with him. See, when when the three Hebrew boys, right, when they got thrown into the fire for praying for for their faith, I'm sure they weren't feeling like on the way there, they were like, well, this was a good success. (laughs) Yeah. Not bowing down to the king. That was a real great idea. As they were leading them to the, to the place, to the furnace that they had turned up hotter than ever before. I'm sure they weren't feeling too successful at the moment. But when they found out that God was in the fire to meet them, that's when they knew it was successful. See, you know it's success when God is in it. Amen? When when Daniel was, when they were leading Daniel for praying, they were leading Daniel into a den of lions to leave him there. I'm sure he was not saying, Boy, I was pretty successful. I prayed and I'm getting thrown into a den of lions. This is going to be a fun night. Right? But once he got in the den and they closed the rock and then he found out that God was in there, he said, I'm successful. This is a success. Amen? Once you, once you find that God is in there, see, success is not about what you can have or about what you've accomplished. Success is about being, doing, living, what and where God called you to be. Young people get this. Because the rappers are telling you a whole different story. The rappers are telling you, they're teaching our young boys that success is a lot of women and they're teaching our, our young women that that. That they're, that they're not enough for one man. There's a, there's a whole lot of messages going on there that we don't even realize. That's just in one simple rap video, the, the messages that that's preaching to us and what it's telling us. Success is, is you know, 27-inch rims spinning. Success is, is bling and on your teeth and bling everywhere and gold, right? Success is having all of that. But we, we, we don't see, you know, we, well, we can quickly see in a couple of weeks, how that changes. In a couple of months, how that changes. When, that, when the next CD that dropped, when you find out you was a one-hit wonder. When the next record comes out and nobody buys it. When the, you know, then we see real quick what success is and, and, and how we're being measured by it, right? Listen, success is about where you are and what you're doing. It's about knowing that God is there. So listen, if you want to take a success test, if your life is pointing to anything but God, you're failing. Because everything else in this world is going to pass away. The bling, the bends, the it's all going to pass away. Your titles, your achievements. See, God sees the full picture. He sees things eternally minded. So many times He'll allow us to go through things so that we can realign our definition of success. See, we complain all the time, and by, by we I mean me. We I complain all the time. God, why'd you put me in such a terrible situation? God, why the car breaking down again? God, why I always gotta be broke? God, why I always gotta be hurt in relationships? God, why why these people gotta turn on me? Why this gotta happen? Why this gotta leave? Why why this? Why and, and all the time I, I I'm I'm guilty. Your pastor's guilty. The only thing I I, I I'll be honest with you, I'm growing. And I'm learning to, as soon as it's coming to my mouth, I'm learning to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm about to point at a situation and I need to point at God. My life has to point at God. And so I'm learning to flip the finger. (laughs) That was just on the cuff. That's good. I'm learning to flip the finger. Amen? See, because too many times we point at everything that's going on and what do we do by that? All we're doing is pointing at things and having people focus on the problems. Having people focus on our issues. And then, you you ever been around Christians that depress you? I know none of you are here but, but outside the world, right? The, there's Christians that the you get around them oh yeah mano, how you doing you give them a hug oh I'm doing good but you know my wife wants to leave the car broke down the kids got six tattoos six sixes on their face the, the, the this that the, you know I'm still injecting I'm still but you know yeah but you know but God is good <laughs> you ever heard one of those testimonies like are you serious bro if that's the God you're serving leave Break out. (laughs) Stop serving that because your life is jacked up. (laughs) Or do me a favor, don't tell nobody at least. Right? Who are you pointing at? Listen, listen, God God looks at these situations and I feel this all the time and God's saying, listen, and and please, if, if it's you, receive this today. God is saying, listen, I'm not trying to frustrate you. I'm just trying to get you to trust me. Can somebody receive that today? I'm not trying to frustrate you. Come on, get that. Because I know sometimes we'll sit at the side of the road, man, and just cry. We'll sit in a room, we'll sit in the bed, make sure nobody's looking, and we'll just cry. We'll say, God, come on, man. Really? This too? Really, that area too? Really, now I got to deal with this too? And and, and and listen, I really believe God is just saying, and, and I felt them say it to me and I feel it saying it to you guys. Listen, I'm not trying to frustrate you. I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm not trying to damage you. I'm not trying to keep you back. I, I'm just trying to mold you. I'm just trying to help you. I'm trying to build you. I'm trying to shape you. Amen? I'm just trying to get you to trust me. See, when you trust me, you'll be successful wherever you are. I remember my first few years in ministry. I was driving a different jalopy. Those of you that were with me, you could testify to this. I was driving a different jalopy every year. I had a new car every year, but it was a Humpty. I mean, bad. I had this ministry that people would give me their cars, but... And gift for free, right? What a blessing, amen. But but they'd have like seven months of life left in them. And and so and, and, and so every every seven eight nine months I'd get a new car because the power steering went on this one because the axles blew up on this one. Every year every year I'd have a new car. I'd have to go register and I'd be embarrassed because I'd go to register to the you know the insurance company and I would tell them, oh yeah, I want to remove the the eighty six Hyundai. And uh, I want to replace it with a 82 um, Mazda. And it felt like every year I was going back. <laughs> I, I want to replace the 82 Mazda. I want to take that off my policy. And they're like, oh, good. You know, they're waiting for the new car. What's the model? Um, I want to replace it with an 81 um, <laughs> Toyota Tercel. You know, like something. And, and it was every, but you know what? And then God would give me the ugliest cars. They would give me cars. I had one car. It had no paint on it. So, so wherever I had to fill in what color it was, there was no paint on this thing. Somebody had I guess stripped it down to paint, but never painted it. So there was no paint. In rainy weather, it was rust. It was brown. So I used to say rust. The color was rust. But listen, but listen, I, and I hated it, and I used to complain. I said, God, if this is what's serving you, what's up? I'm gonna put a little Christian fish on this car, really? I'm embarrassed. But listen, I kept getting these jalopies one after another, one after another, until it didn't matter to me anymore. Hey, did somebody get that? Until it didn't matter to me anymore. Until until I didn't have to wait at my job till everybody left to then go to my car. Get in quick with the hat and because listen, I had cars you had to start with a screwdriver. Anybody had those? I was working in corporate. I remember this. I was working in corporate and I had to look around, pop the trunk and start the car with a screwdriver, then get back in and go before the idle goes down and it turned off. And I was in a suit and tie. (laughs) See, but when that stopped mattering to me, when it didn't matter to me anymore, God said, okay, now you can move on to cars with paint at least. (laughs) Amen? Amen. See, we have to stop pointing at our problems. We have to stop pointing at our situations. We have to stop pointing at our lack. And start pointing at God. We got our lives, we got to start, listen, when, 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 when you, Joseph was a slave. And he wasn't complaining. He's a slave. You know what a slave means, right? You do what you're told, when you're told, how you're told. For how long, you're told. You have no rights at all. And we complain. We have to... You have to... Instead of pointing our problems all the time, we need to point our problems at God. We need to turn... Listen, when you get into a hard situation, look at this situation, and instead of pointing at it and telling everybody about it, point it at God. Tell the situation, Do you know who I serve? Like, really? You think you're going to bring me down? You uh, you might look like a fool talking to a car in the street, but you're gonna be building yourself up in the spirit. He said, "You point your problems, ask your problems. Do you know? Do you, do you know who I am? Let me give you my name on a card. Hold up. You know who I am. I'm a son of the King. Amen." And so, verse 3, moving right along, it says, They saw that the Lord was with him, and, and God caused everything to prosper that he put his hand to. Side note, do people see by the way you and I live, and the way we trust, do people see that God is real? You may never think about this, but, but do we give people more reason to doubt than to believe? Do you realize that there's unbelievers all around you, right? Do we give them this some in this church? Do we give them more reason to believe or more reason to doubt? That's what we can do with our lives. Joseph was showing Potiphar by the trust in God, by his hard work, and by the blessings that followed from God, that God was real. He was showing them, trust him, and he'll be there. Joseph was showing that with his wife. Look what it says in verse 3. His master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord caused all that he did to succeed for. So Joseph found favor in his sight. And uh, listen, it's better to have favor than money. It, you got to be mature to get that. I, I understand. Some of you say, Give me a wallet full of money better than favor any day. No, it's better to have favor than money, but we'll move on. And so it says, He made him overseer over the entire house and put him in charge of all that he had. Five, from that time on, He made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, and the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. The blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in house and in his field. Listen, God was blessing the slave owner's house because God had a relationship with the slave. You got to get that. See, when you trust God, you're blessed, and the people around you should be blessed. I don't hear an amen. See, if you would stop complaining long enough to shine... Not you, but us. I'm including me in there. Trust me. We'd be blessed and, and so would those around me. Now watch this. Here's the challenge I'm going to give you. Test this. Test it. If, even if you're here today and you ain't ready to trust God, get around some people that really do. Test it. Get around some people. I'm not talking about the, just the Christian t-shirt wearers. I'm talking about some people that really trust God. Get around some people that do and see if that blessing don't get all messy and get up on you. Test it and, and come back and let me know how that works out for you. Amen? Because when you do that, the blessing will get on you. You can't walk with somebody that's walking in the favor of God and not see it and not be touched by it. Neither Potiphar or Pharaoh or anyone in that house had a relationship with God. But because Joseph was there, they were blessed. Family, you and I are in some places that we're in right now, yes? So that someone can watch you, trust, and they can believe. When we need to get this picture of the church. This is not the church. This is where we come and celebrate. This is not the this thing, me talking, you yelling or falling asleep. This is not the church. The church happens outside of here. Amen. See, we, we, for, for, for too long we made it about this. And that's why people will leave churches for a better speaker. They'll leave churches for better music. They'll leave churches for better facility. You're a moron. That's not the church. You're the church. Every time you leave, you the church left with you. You are the church. We should be living something in a way that we're pointing that people around us trust and believe. It should happen all the time. I, I can tell you story after story but we don't have time of, of how I've seen it and that, not because I do it right all the time but because God gives me grace so many times and He allows me to build these relationships outside of church. And I love that I can lead someone to believe in God and I'm not behind the pulpit. I love that. That's when it, that's when you should come alive. But But too many Christians, they just want to be up here. You want to, oh, open your Bibles. The Word says, and uh, even though you guys won't understand it, but in the Hebrew Greek, the understanding that the Lord has thus given I. You know, come on, man. This is not where we're leading people to Christ. It's, it's, in, it's out there. It's in our lives. It's when we trust God and we, we point to something. Where's my pointer at? It's when we flip the finger and point to God. So who are you pointing at? Listen, we suffer because we're too busy thinking about us. Joseph was now in charge of everything in that house, but technically he's still a slave. Listen, you could be under full authority and still walk in full authority. Get this. This is good. As a matter of fact... You will never walk in full authority until you become a man under authority. It can't happen. You have to learn how to serve before you can lead. Family, listen, you could be waiting for better times, for better situations. You could be waiting for your Obama checks. You could be waiting for better seasons. But listen, God probably has you where you are for a reason, and he can surely bless you right there. And I mean right there, unemployed, pregnant, in a bad relationship, lost everything, no money, the kind of turn off your life. I mean right there, God can surely bless you right there. Why would God have Joseph be sold into slavery? Why? Why would he end up the slave in Potiphar's house? Why would God have Joseph there? Why would God have us in some of the situations that we're in? In some of the jobs that we're in? Why? In some of the places that we feel so stuck in? Why? Because, I'm glad you asked, because God has great plans. Because God has plans for Joseph to be a leader. And in order for Joseph to teach him how to lead, he had to learn how to serve. See, Joseph didn't handle the first few blessings correctly. I'm not lifting Joseph up like he was perfect. He surely was not. The first few good things that he got, he, he was pointing at him. He said, look at me. He had neon lights going Everywhere he walked, there was one of these going on. Why? You know, he, God was pouring all these. He had to get them, God had to get them to the point where God could say, because I love you, I'm going to deal with you until you learn to trust me. And listen, that could be you here today. Because God loves you, he's going to deal with you until you learn how to trust him. Now, you don't have to accept this. You can walk away and say, that dude is full of... I don't want to hear none of that. Keep running. Because until you come to the place where God wants you to be, you're not going to experience joy. You're not going to... You'll have times of happiness because we could all be happy for a little bit, right? We could win the lotto and be ecstatic. But a month or two later, a year or two later, we still got no joy. Amen? You've heard all the stories, right? Listen, until you get to the point where we trust God and understand that every good and perfect gift comes from Him and that we should be pointing at Him. Now listen, you can believe what you want to. You can read all the leadership books you want. And, and, but but you, will, you will not lead anybody anywhere that's worth going until you learn how to serve them. I read a quote yesterday. It says, Don't tell people that Jesus loves them until you are ready to love them. Wow. Are you serious? I can't just walk around saying Jesus loves you and that way I did my Christian duty? No. You're being annoying. (laughs) Show them. Point. Who are you pointing at? You want proof for those of you Bereans that need scripture? I'll give it to you. John 13. Jesus gathers his disciples. He pours water in a basin. And then he begins to wash their feet. Jesus begins to wash people's feet. And then after he's done, he he says in verse 15, I have set for you an example that you should do as I have done. For I tell you the truth, no servant is greater than the master. Verse 17, Now that you know these things, you'll be blessed if you do them. I love the way the message says, it says, If you understand what I'm telling you, act like it and live a blessed life. Look at it, for free you're going to get today the secret to a blessed life. You don't even have to read a book or nothing. The secret to a blessed life is serving others. Write it down. It's simple. Tweet it. Facebook it so that you understand it, so that you get it. The secret to a blessed life is serving people. See, Joseph's life is about to get even crazier in a minute. We're going to deal with temptation. He's going to, because he's a Papichula. we'll get into that next week. We're going to, he's going to be tempted. He's going to, he's going to go through a lot of stuff. We'll get into it. But listen, my challenge for you today, let me finish right here. Who are you pointing at? Who are you pointing at? at your job, at your school, with your friends, who are you pointing at? Worship team, yeah, you can come. My, my, um, I, you know, my heart today, really, I, if you need to realign yourself today, if you need to take that big foam finger and turn it around and flip the finger and, and turn it upside down, do whatever you have to do until it points to God, I'm encouraging you today to do that. If that's you, I'm going to challenge you even right now, just to stand. Just stand. Cause listen, I'm I'm telling you, and I, and I confess as your pastor, I, I'm I'm still working on this, man. I'm still getting this. But but so often, I just I want to point at at, at the issues, man. I want to point at the problems, you know. I said, God, you know, we need this and it's because of this one right there. And and, and God, this is not happening, it's because of that one right there. And this is not, and a lot of time no, it's because of this one right here because this one is pointing at the wrong things is doing the wrong things and this one isn't flipping it and just pointing to God and saying God even in this you will provide even in this you will supply even in this you'll teach me something even in this I'm going to grow even in this I'm going to mature even in this I'm going to be blessed even in this God forsaken situation that I feel like I'm in sometimes God you're going to I'm going to point to you and you're going to I'm going to trust that you're going to see me through. You know why? Because you've done it before. Isn't it crazy how we forget? How we we come through like this hugest ordeals and then, bam, Monday morning we forget that God just brought us through something Incredible we forget that we've been healed we forget that we've been delivered we forget that we've been set free we forget that we've been blessed we forget the checks that have come in the mail that we didn't earn we forget the, the, the blessings that God we forget and, and we point at the problem again but look my car's broke down again but look the, the, the bill you know when the bill's coming they got a red line across the envelope you know that's trouble I mean you know what I'm talking about Look, God, I got three bills with red lines on them. But you're Jehovah Jireh. And you're telling me if I trust you, if I be who you want me to be, if I walk the way you want me to walk, then God, I'm going to point to you. And I'm choosing today to build bridges and not walls. If that's you man. Just, just just start to worship with me. let's just start to worship with this team. If you need to if you need to come to the front, you can come to the front if you need to stay right where you are, just stay right where you are. but just before we leave, before we leave this place, just kind of close your eyes, kind of bow your head and just have some, some, some reflection about this man. Don't let this be empty words. Don't let this be a waste. I know that it applies to you because it applies to me. And I live like you live. And so I'm already standing. And I'm just going to worship. i just invite you to worship.